You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I don't even think I'd want to admit to half of the ones that I've done. Wait, what were you? Oh. Like, well, I don't I've understand, because I don't, I don't like, not want to admit it. Mine are just kind of boring. Oh, man. I've had so many. Like, so many. Like, a whole bunch of little ones, and then some larger ones, and then it, the thing Frog is- Frog killing doesn't count, Greg, for a quarter. Well, no, that does count, actually. That is a job, <laughs> but we'll get into that for a second here. Uh, no, I'm just saying there are so many different ones that I've done, I don't even know if I want- there's some pretty embarrassing ones. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. Uh, don't forget, everyone, to go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Amazon link. If you're going to be doing any online shopping at all for anything, <laughs> for for wares and for items and for various things that we would... Aren't wares items? Uh, well, wares could be items or... And items are wares? Sometimes uh, I think an item can an be... An item a, is always a wear, but a wear is seldom an item. Well, I think that it's it, not necessarily seldom. An item can always... An item is always a wear. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> a wear is not always an item. <laughs> I think that's you're going important. a little nutty. Regardless, you can go to funemploymentradio.com, click on the Amazon link, mm. and pick up yours. Uh, on today's show, we do have a special interview that we're going to be playing because we just had Mark Normand in earlier today. He is at Helium Comedy Club here in Portland tonight and tomorrow, so you can get your tickets to go see him there. Uh, he's awesome. Yeah, so, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, so we'll be playing that here in just a few minutes. Um, if you are a live subscriber to Fun Employment Radio and you're listening to this, this via podcast because you missed us live. It's because we decided to go just a little bit early today because it's a billion degrees here in Portland. <laughs> and, nobody and the studio m- heats up pretty quickly. Yeah, nobody in Portland knows how to handle billion degree weather. So, uh, so yeah, so that's why we're going to go. And for a billion early. for Portland, it's like 100. It's going to be 104. It's 100. <laughs> Might as well be 1,000. 1,000 degrees. We're all in an oven. So that's why we're going a little bit early today. Um all right, but what we were talking about at the beginning, since it is hot, I did have trouble sleeping last night. I finally got to sleep, strangely, later on, um, but I have trouble when it's hot outside. Like, I don't oh, me eat too. and I don't sleep. See, I wish I had the not eating when it's hot outside. Like, that's a really good problem to have because I'm hungry all really. the time. Yeah, why would it not be? Like, it's the summer, you're wearing less clothes, you don't have to, you're not as hungry. That's lucky. No, I don't know if, okay, I never thought of it as being lucky, but. Yeah, no, my my appetite is always there. Because your body still needs to eat. I just, like, food's just gross to me. No, and you know what, I have to say, that is kind of one of the irritating things about you. Hmm. Like when you're saying, when you're just like, oh, it's too hot, I can't eat. Then it makes me feel like Fatty McFatterson because I'm all, I'm still hungry and I'm super hot. Oh, so you're a, yeah, no, you're every, a hot eater. No, I'm a. I'm just an eater. I'm a human, and that's no. what I do. But I mean, it always makes me feel like crap when you're just like, "Oh, how can you eat right now? It's too hot." To I eat. don't say that uh-huh. to you. Yes, I you have do. never. No, and I know that you're not. I don't thinking, shame anybody else. No, and you're not shaming. I. I think that you don't know how it sounds when you say it. I don't think that you're aware of the fact that it makes you sound like a dick. I don't think <laughs> I really say that. You do. You're just like, how can you eat right now? It's too hot to eat. And I don't. Just like, I do and then I feel not. sad. I swear. I know you I don't do, do it not. to be mean. I know you don't do it to be mean. But you're like, because you're kind of in shock as to how anyone can eat when it's so warm. And I you think, kind of word it in a way. No, I think what I say is, it's too hot for me to eat right now. And then but you, you take go that. Ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I do not add a snorting noise afterward. I do not do any of those things. Uh-huh. I never I never shame people when they're eating. I'm not saying that you do it on purpose at all. But I'm saying like you're kind of bragging <laughs> about the fact that How can you eat you- right now? <laughs> Ew. Yeah, that is not something that I do. Anyway, <laughs> I don't eat when it's uh, when it's hot. It's I hard know, and I'm always jealous of you. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, there's that. Uh, I also don't sleep that well, which that's normal. Uh, so I was up last night, and I was looking on Facebook, and I I was thinking about this. I, I've almost done this a few times, and I'm really glad I've had self control. Where late at night, you know, it would be like one in the morning. I'm I'm. What you want to murder somebody? No, no. Not, well, yes. <laughs> I'm so glad I've always, been able to control it. Always, but I've got that on lockdown. That's uh. very deep down. No, I I start typing things on Facebook, and I'm like, you know, because I know I really don't post that much on there. Uh, I post occasional things or something I think is funny or maybe a promotion thing. That's about all I really do. And I look at other people's posts. And so you're a creeper. You're a Facebook creeper. Absolutely, I'm yeah, a creeper. So you don't like add anything to it. You just peep. I peep. 
It is safe. Well, it's not peeping, really, because people are putting it out there. Do you have anybody on Facebook that you follow, like that you just stayed friends with, just so you can like watch the shit show? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh yes. One of mine's been like like it ebbs and flows a little. Like sometimes uh, one of my uh, favorite ones is gearing back up. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's um. There's you know who it is? Crazy. Mm, no, I think I know mm-hmm. because of you telling me that. I'm yeah. not friends with that person. I, uh, I've i got one who is a very, very big oversharer and uh, will share every intimate deal that's, detail that's happening. So I, I will watch. I'll follow that somewhat. I, I probably haven't spoken to this person in mm-hmm. five years in person. I, I doubt maybe four or five years, but yet I still follow their posts on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so anyway. Was, I, yes. But I was... I was on there last night and you know because people do the little meme things or like uh, the uh, the games where it's like find out what Game of Thrones character you are and those things I do click on those I just never post it because I'm like that's so lame why would you share that I totally do it I absolutely do it wait so you think it's lame that they're sharing no it? it's not lame at all I tell myself that because I it's my own personal shame thing because mm-hmm. I click on all of them I mean it could be what kind are of you talking about like what kind names, of rainbow like... bright character are you I oh, click on yeah. that I click on all of them mm-hmm. and then I don't share them but you, but you know the answer. Yeah. You know what Rainbow Bright character you are. You probably. Okay. Yeah. If there's one of those, I've clicked on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also don't, I haven't done, been doing the, um, you know, name these things, name these things, or post mm-hmm. your favorites of here. And yet I read everyone else's. I'm the worst. Like I'm. You are the worst. You I'm contribute the worst. nothing. You take everything. Contribute nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet I follow everything. And so there's the one where it's the post your first seven jobs. And I started thinking about it. I'm oh like, yeah, I did see that one. Yeah, and I was like, maybe I should, maybe I should uh, do that. You know, and this is late at night, so I started typing. So I'm like, of course, why not get on the computer when you can't sleep? That's a good idea. And I started yeah, typing that's it out. Put you right to sleep. And I was like, my job history is so bizarre in the different kinds of things that I've done. I want to know how bizarre it is because I just had random like 15, 16 year old jobs. Like, what were your 15, 16 year old jobs? Well, when I was 15, my first job was I was a paper girl. And I would wake up. That's uh, me, cool. Yeah, me and my friend Pete. It was actually. Did you ride a bike? No, no, no. We uh, drove around in his car. So uh, my friend Pete was awesome, and uh, we would like get coffee, smoke cigarettes, and he'd drive, and I would have the papers, and I I was in charge of stuffing them into the um, into the mailboxes. Okay, so, so you had to run driving. up and stuff it in. You didn't throw, huck it out of the door or Mm-mm, anything? No, just like stuck them in the mailboxes or else just like like left them on the driveway. But yeah, made a ton of money. Got to hang out with my best buddy. The shitty part was is that it was like 4 a.m. on a Saturday. But we'd make like, at that time, like 10 bucks an hour. No, oh, that's which good. Which was a lot of that's money. That's good money, yeah. Yeah, so do that. Like just drink a lot of coffee, listen to like punk rock bands, and mm-hmm. then be done for like get home at 7. And then it was done. How many hours did you, did you do it? I would do it like once, uh, like every Saturday. Oh, okay. And I did it for like six months probably. Huh. Yeah, I was never a, never a paper kid. I mean, when I first started, like my first... What was your first, first, first one? Uh, I was probably like eight picking berries. Okay, but I mean like legally, like one you got paid for. Well, I mean, we I know that you were paid money. for picking berries. Yeah, but I mean, okay, I guess. I mean, does that not count? I, I mean, there was money counts. made. I mean... I don't know. You're the one that's peeping on the Facebook rules. I don't know. Well, I don't know either. I mean, what... I'm asking you. What does that not count? I mean, does that then would it count like for me getting my allowance for doing chores? <laughs> no, that allowance for chores does not count. Ca- Do you know what how much work it is picking berries at four in the morning, three in the morning? No, I've just always my grandparents had a bunch of berry bushes and we'd pick them, but I didn't oh get- god, okay, you don't you don't really understand. I don't think it is work. It's not fun. It's not a fun job. Well, then why were you doing it at eight years old? Because because we needed money. <laughs> I mean, that's... Okay, never mind. I don't think we're going to relate on that one. No, no, uh, no. I'm just saying... Wait, were you berry... Yeah. Okay. I grew up out in the country. There's lots of lots of berry farms. And you, you want to get money some... Yeah, you need some money to you buy make, some of the G.I. G. Joe's and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so, yeah, no, berry picking. But, uh, you know, and then, like, neighbors' farms and stuff like that. Like, you know, feeding animals or... Uh, or bucking hay or whatever. Okay, so you had like cool farm jobs. I don't, cool is not what I would have called them All right, when well, I was a kid. interesting. There was a different array of types now, of jobs that you could Maybe unique looking back, I guess, to some people. <laughs> I, maybe. Now it might be child labor. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, but, you know, that's fine. Um, yeah, but I, w- I would do that kind of stuff. Uh, and yes, I did shoot frogs. That was <laughs> my neighbor. Third quarter frog. There were too many frogs. Mm-hmm. And so that was a good, that was a good gig. 
That was a good gig. Mm-hmm. You know, they had to thin the frog population. Thin the frog herd? Mm-hmm. Yeah, too many frogs. Mm-hmm. Too many frogs. But no, the, the actual first one where I was hired, yeah. like properly, uh, was at, I think the, the first one was when I was 16. Because I did a bunch of odd jobs like that other stuff before that, but when well, I mean, I was are, actually, are we kind of like babysitting and stuff too? Because I did. I don't. That. I don't know. There's no rules here. I was lots of babysitting. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I did like house sitting stuff or like yeah, like take feed animals that kind of thing. Oh yeah, we did but, the house sitting. Remember when I told that story about my sister? Oh yeah, because you were through. a peeper. Yeah. Yeah, you peeped on other people's. <laughs> totally. You peeped. you house sat and then would go that through was, everybody's I stuff. I think it was turtle sitting. Yeah, we were watching our turtles and then just and then you went through everybody's stuff. Yes, and again, I was like. 12 or 13 don't trust 12 or 13 year olds with your private property yeah because they're gonna snoop through everything they're gonna snoop man little snoops mm-hmm. um no the first one where i was hired outright was at a country club of all places because i was I, that your snack stand yeah yeah i started working at the snack bar by the pool at illahee hills country club in salem like it was just a random wait illahee hills illahee hills that's mm-hmm. so weird there's a illahee state park in bremerton mm-hmm well, there we go. I didn't know that that was. There's, sorry, <laughs> I've just never heard that anywhere else but Bremerton. Okay. Yeah, Illahee Hills Country Club. It's in it's in Salem. It's a fancy country club, but yeah, I was I worked at the snack bar by the pool there. So, and then that was one summer. Then the next summer, I became the manager, and uh, yeah, that's where I, I think I've talked about this before. Where I had to manage. There were some other staff kids who I got stuck with managing them, and one girl showed up at work on acid, and then one girl got pregnant and left and just like didn't show up for like two weeks and then wanted to come back and start working again and it was it was just a whole weird bizarre world that I lived in there okay so you were in charge of a bunch of idiots yes a bunch of idiots and then well not all idiots they weren't all idiots just the idiots were the most memorable Mm -hmm. yeah no I did that and then like the Albany Paper Mill and then I worked for Interscope Records for a while like setting up music displays for Eminem uh, yeah, for Eminem. I remember you saying that. Yeah, Eminem, Buckcherry. Um, well, what are the embarrassing ones? Because these don't sound too terrible. Well, I'm getting to those. That's the thing. I don't know if I want to admit the embarrassing ones. Were you, like, like, I was a, trying to think. Were you like a prostitute? Yes, I was a prostitute. Oh, okay. Yes, that's what it was. I was a prostitute. Don't no, be it's the, no, the, those are more some of the side jobs that I've been doing You know, in the last few years, just making things work. And um, I think probably the worst one is the one I did admit to on the air when I was... The cheese sample guy. Oh, the cheese sample guy with the beret. And I had to wear a beret. Oh, man. <sighs> but everybody does like the cheese sample guy because, you know, you have cheese samples. No. No, they they didn't all. They didn't all like the cheese guy. You would think that. Like that, because that's how I am. I love samples. I would think I'm you'd like, be Mr. Oh, Popular giving out samples. the cheese guy. Samples are great. Everybody loves samples. Mm-hmm. No, these were specific French cheeses, and I had to go to the stupid grocery store. This is like the side gig thing that I'm on where occasionally you get side jobs, and it's usually jobs like that, mm-hmm. and I don't always take them, but this one worked out. I'm like, well... I need some extra money. All right, I'm going to go do this. Yeah. And it's way out away from where I live. Well, at least so it's like, way out away from where you live. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, so at least, you know, probably I won't run into somebody I know because that would be my worst nightmare is seeing somebody that I know while I was doing that. I don't know why. It's, there's nothing ostensibly wrong with that job. There's nothing wrong with no. being a sample person. But the key thing for me, it was the beret. That yeah. really was, was the degrading part because they sent me this kit where I had to wear an apron and I had to wear... A beret. So we're talking about like close jobs because I'm thinking about it. I'm like, this isn't my first seven jobs kind of things, but I, I'm thinking about like my most. Well, I was looking moment. through, yeah, all the yeah. jobs, and the beret is my favorite. The part. beret was the worst. <laughs> oh my god! And they made me, and I had to take a pictures of myself in the beret, so they so that you could prove that you were actually doing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had to send oh, in a whole man. recap with it, and I had to wear this beret, and then people were getting pissed off at me because they would come up to ask about the French cheeses that I had. I can't remember the name of the company because <laughs> I don't care. I, I will say it if I remembered it. Um, and uh, and I didn't know anything. Like I had like a have? I had a booklet, and they'd be like, "Well, tell me about what kind of cows and what region this cheese comes from." I'm like, "Well, I, okay," uh, and I would try to look it it's up a milk and cow. see. I'm like, "Yeah, I, I don't." I, I don't know, and I try to like talk my way through it. Like, well, it's a um, sharper cheese, 
and this is um, oh a little sharper. It's on not the like a it's it's you know not on the brie scale. It's um, oh because it's not as creamy or mushroomy. See, and that's what I was trying to make up. I'm like, oh, there must be a brie scale because that's oh, creamy. Oh, you gotta ask me about sharp. cheeses. I've I've got well, some you weren't knowledge. there. Maybe you would Let be me the throw better. Throw down the cheese knowledge. Maybe you would be a better cheese Probably. person because they wanted specific questions. So and it was like these ladies would try to figure out ways to trip me up. Who Which does that? Those hard. are like the same mean ladies that would like, when I worked on coin, would like yeah. write in and say how ugly my clothes I were. I was in a wealthier part of town uh, than where I live. And like Oswego? No, no. It was it was more out west, but definitely okay. a more a more well-to-do neighborhood and a little bit snobbier. And so that's what these ladies would do. They, it's like, clearly you have nothing better going on than to go to the grocery store and harass the cheese sample guy. That's horrible. Like, this is it. And then they would get mad at me when I wouldn't know about it and then correct me on things. So it's like they'd, they'd ask questions they already knew the answers they're to. They're in loveless marriages and they're like, let's yeah. harass the sad <laughs> cheese guy in the beret. Yeah, oh. they'd like ask these questions where they already knew the answer. Clearly, I would find out afterward just to get me to mess up and then they'd correct me and tell me where I was wrong. Like, wow. well, if you already know it, Right, I'm already your cheese sample guy. What do you have to? You don't need to be such a jerk. Yeah, about what do you got to do? I'm wearing a beret. Come on, like, you really got to beat me down like that. Anyway, those are some of the jobs. I was thinking about going through these, and this is what I was doing last night because oh. I couldn't sleep. I'm trying to. I'm kind of at a tie between like, and these are like more recent jobs, and one that I still currently work at from time to time. But I think work, being a bartender at the doghouse. Yeah, you were a bartender at the doghouse. Humiliating, but I think the most humiliating thing I've ever gotten to—not the job per se, because it's still one that I do. Because of course I'm a cater waiter. Yeah, uh, but I mean those are those are legitimate jobs. Yeah, did I ever talk about when I bumped into somebody I went to college with on the uh, air? I don't know if you did or not. All right, that I think was the most humiliating job. Was uh, so when I was a cater waiter, there was a banking event, like a banker event, and it's like, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars, and there are all these fancy people there. And, you know, and it's a warm day, and I'm wearing my, you know, my uh, banquet bartender mm-hmm. uniform, and I'm getting ready, like, I'm, you know, I'm cleaning everything, and I'm, and I'm getting ready, and I look up, and I'm like, oh, how can I help you, sir? And I look, and it was one of my old fucking drinking buddies from college who has since then become a fancy-ass banker, and I was there in my cater waiter outfit get, making him a martini. It mm. was... Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, you're not doing anything wrong. I know There's I'm not doing wrong anything wrong, but job. you can't tell your brain like, that. You At that particular moment when it's just like, hey, we were peers in school. Let me make you your mark. It was just, there's nothing wrong with it. I am a bartender. I'm not embarrassed about it. It's great money. I like doing what I, I like it. Um, it works for my lifestyle, but it was humiliating. Yeah, it's a little bit hard seeing people, yes. you know. Yeah. Because I, I think the most embarrassing thing was he was embarrassed to see me. And then I felt like I had to over-explain, like that wasn't oh, my... Oh, you went into the over-explanation. Yes, because I, I felt like I had to, I'm like, no, no, it's, a, you know, I'm, I, I do this, but I also do other things, too. He's like, oh, so you you studied communications, right? Did you do anything with them? I'm like, yes, yes, I've done a lot with it, I swear. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with being a banquet bartender. It's fine, no. but I went to school for, you know, a particular uh, thing, and yeah. he was kind of questioning that. But that was the most embarrassing thing. Yeah, that's tough. It was... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and like you said, there's nothing wrong with anything that you're doing, but it's just that particular situation. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, yeah, that's that's yeah, yeah. No, it I know was that a, feeling. Yeah, know it's that feeling. a it's so strange. But hey, feeling. you know that's you know we we do this, and that's the thing. The bottom line is, you know, fun employment radio is our main job, and that's Ooh. clearly you know we, we we love this, and but yeah, sometimes you got to do some side jobs, and it gets a little bit interesting. <laughs> and but I will never ever take a cheese sample job again. I will never do the cheese. That's it. That's That's my bottom line. That's my limit. Yeah. Yeah. I I won't do that one again. Now, I did uh, help myself to quite a bit of the cheese when I left. Did they ever ask you to come back? Did they know that you took a bunch of cheese? They never asked me to come back. (laughs) (laughs) They probably have some sort of like uh, like cheese monitor who's watching you. I don't care. I figured. uh, No, I didn't eat a lot of it there. I just. There's a you pocket it. I'm yeah. I made uh, too many samples and my shift was up and I stopped as soon as it was time. I shut that down. I was like, nope. I go till seven o'clock. That's it. And then I, uh, you know, I walked out with a couple of pockets full of cheese. Yeah. I actually wrapped it up in, <laughs> in, in paper towels and stuffed it in my pockets. Oh, so then it's I like, had pockets full like of cheese. Human temperature pocket cheese. Yeah, it's pocket cheese. Oh wow. It was the Greg. principle of the matter. I was. I, it's not even really that I wanted the cheese that bad. It was just the principle because I was so mad about wearing the beret. That's really what it came down to. Yeah. I didn't like the beret. You didn't like the beret. I didn't like I it. I feel like that's that's like a one brush stroke too many. That's a little that was like, it. That's an asshole brush stroke where it's just like, hey, we're going to have you be the cheese sampler, but 
in addition to that, yeah. you've got to wear this hat. Right. Like, that's just kind of mean. No. It's like the kid having to wear the bunny outfit at uh, Christmas. Or when I know? had to wear the, you know, the Red Robin outfit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. But you that wasn't the Red Robin girl. That wasn't embarrassing. It yeah. was more sweaty because nobody could tell who the hell I was. Oh, yeah. Like, being a mascot, like, it would be embarrassing if, you know, my yeah, face was showing. I've only ever been in a mascot outfit once. That was for, for high school. I put it on. And I was like a mascot at one of the games because it just rotated. There was no, like, steady mascot. Okay. I did it for, like, one of the girls' basketball games or something like that. Okay. Yeah. Real Life classy. goals. Life goals. Mm. There we go. All right. <laughs> anyway, I don't know how we got onto that. I guess just because I couldn't sleep last night. So there we go. Um, should we play we our interview? We should play our interview. Yes, because we had Mark Normand on. And Mark Normand is fantastic. He is uh, going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. And so when he came in this morning... Um, we had the all the windows open just kind of airing out and you know we've got a wonderful studio here in southeast Portland mm-hmm. just so happened to be the day they collect the garbage oh yes so we have the dumpsters outside and the garbage truck showed up and I, I tried to wait like it, it out it was the loudest garbage truck ever but you have to you know like once somebody's here you need to start the interview we're like well we can't sit for 20 minutes waiting for the garbage truck right. to leave yeah so we just kind of let it go it's in the background for a minute there but that's just an explanation of why we're talking about the uh, garbage uh, dump while we're uh, starting off there so um, there we go, getting pulled up. All right, but yes, Mark is great. And like we said, going to be at Helium Comedy Club, so we'll go ahead and play this interview now. Here is Mark Norman on Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Yeah, we saw, we've seen a couple of fights out there. Really? Yeah, over stuff. There was one day, there was this, uh, I guess we'll just record with the with the garbage dump in the background. So we um, just have to. Yeah, hello everyone. Welcome to Fun Employment Radio, our garbage dump uh, hour right here, right now, where we are joined by Mark Normand. Hello. Hey, hey, good to be here. Hey. <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Mark. Uh, we'll explain that on the podcast beforehand. Uh, but no, there was a guy... Uh, he was digging through one of the dumpsters out there, uh-huh. and there were two ladies oh, the lady that were fighting over him. What? This guy was such a catch mm-hmm. yeah. that he had two ladies fighting, and Whoa. they were yelling at each other. He would just look at them. One was in the them. dumpster, one was outside of the dumpster, yeah. and they were just kind of snapping at each other the entire time. And then everyone won in the end because he pushed his shopping cart away, and there was one on one side and one on the other, right? Yeah, yeah. He walked Whoa. off with both of them. A dumpster threesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Holy yeah. hell. And whatever treasures he discovered in there. Yeah, possibly oh. a baby. That could, could have been. <laughs> yeah. Could be. It is an open dumpster in <laughs> right. southeast Portland. You never know. <laughs> well, anyway, Mark, how are you doing? Oh, good. I was I was telling her I was a little, a little tired, a little hungover, but hey, good to be yeah. here. Hey, <laughs> You're doing good. You're that's representing the right way well. to do it. Did you get into Portland? I know you had your show yesterday. Did you get in yesterday, too? I, or? I got in about noon yesterday, yep. yeah, and I, I just come coming straight here from, uh, I don't know, some TV yeah, morning. K-A-T-U. T- yeah, KTU. Yeah. Uh-huh. That, uh, that got weird. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's so... <laughs> Mark's classy. I like it. It's so PC, you know? <gasps> yeah, like, so yeah. how did so that TV, go? It's so clean. Yeah. You know, she's just, like, trying to set me up, and I keep making jokes, and she's, you can tell she's like, <laughs> like pulling the collar. What, uh, what kind of... <laughs> there's the garbage truck again. Uh, what kind of audience uh, did you have for this one? Because I've heard different ones where they bring in, like, kids. And or elderly actually people. Elderly. This was on a construction site at the mall, and they had just had Wait, folding what? chairs set up. It was weird. They were, the behind us was just, you know construction of the mall and like people drilling things and uh, they, there was just a couple folding chairs with like moms wait so you went from a you construction were at Lloyd Center at the yes Lloyd Center why why were you at why were they at the mall are the, they constructing Lloyd Center is that just the yeah, thing like they, okay they that backdrop you know like, look, <laughs> look at all the work they're doing and the mall's coming back look at this yeah return of the mall or mm-hmm. it's did it ever did it go in. away I don't know I don't know, yeah, I don't know. huh but, that's right. very odd it was just a tough you know just Seven women in lawn chairs, and then you know, <laughs> oh my God. you know, this construction behind you, and then you have Tammy or whatever her name is. And she's like <laughs> pretending to laugh at everything. It was pretty awkward. And all she is is terrified that you're going to say like "fuck." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I said, she's like, "So you single?" I said, "Yeah." She goes, "What are you looking for?" I said, "Vagina." And she was like, <laughs> she was about to shit a brick. Oh my God! I thought her head about exploded. Yeah, and you can see the producers like, Ooh, "Oh no!" Yeah, I can't. That that morning TV. It's so bad. I can't do it. It's it hurts my soul. It's oh, got to be, because you go around the country and all over the place doing these. Like, do you have to do a lot of that each oh, city yeah. you go to? Oh, yeah. I mean, Chris Rock famously said, I want to get famous enough to where I don't have to do, you know, that. <laughs> yeah. So that that's where I want to get. That's like the goal. Yeah. Then you can just sit there and not have to worry about it's it. It's okay. Yeah. We know we're part of that. We're just happy to no, have No, this you. is nice. I mean, you guys are normal and I can be myself. But those things, it's just, uh. Oh, my God. I could, have, I could never have a job where I was just like, 
tiptoeing around everything and it's so fake and phony right that's well that's just tough. it like with the i know you you're with comedy but like with radio like i don't know how to do anything else like cause yeah. i've just been talking my entire life i'm like i have absolutely no other skill set right this is what i do i'm i'm with you <laughs> yeah <laughs> just tell jokes well what made you decide to start comedy get into comedy in the first place i mean i always love comedy but you know, I said I have such low self-esteem, so I was always just saw I was like, oh, Carlin, Seinfeld. I just never could see myself doing that. That's, right. These are like these titans of comedy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think what did it was I was just sheer desperation. I lived in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I was going to college. I lived in a house with like five guys. We got drunk every night and blah, blah, blah. Played beer pong and all that. And uh-huh. I just had nothing going on. I was rudderless. My parents were like, what do you want to do? What are you studying? What are mm. you majoring? You're failing out of college. And I just said, yeah, you're right. And I tried comedy and it went pretty well. Wow. And then that was it. That was it. I just fell in love with it. I was like, this is it. And everybody's like, this is it. You know, <laughs> that's, like, that's the dream? Yeah, you don't want to try maybe getting a real estate license or being a line cook forever. And, and I just said, yeah, this is it. And I had nothing, such little going on that I could just pack up and move to New York. Wow. wow that's awesome. Yeah. So as soon as you just went, you did your site, and you're just like, all right, this is what I want to do. I'm going. That was it. And I... I, I could tell I was into it because I'd never worked before. I was, like, writing tons of jokes, like, <laughs> filling up notebooks and, like, pacing in my room. And I cared about something again, so that was nice. And uh, <laughs> I did, like, eight months in New Orleans of stand-up, which is, you know, pretty bleak. Mm. And then I moved to New York to try to make yep. it. I was going to ask about the New Orleans, like, stand-up scene. Are there, like, clubs and No, no things? clubs. And it's, it's such a jazz town. It's such a yeah. drinking mm-hmm. town, a strip club town. So... Comedy's way back on the back burner, and there's a couple shows in back in the back of bars and stuff. Yeah, so you have to drive to Lafayette, drive to Baton Rouge, drive to other places just to get some stage time. And so it's pretty bleak, and you're not going to get any, not really going to get anywhere. Mm-hmm. There's so, comedy in Lafayette. Yeah, yeah, wow. in, a, in a bar, yeah. and you just it's like Fight Clubs. You start hearing about <laughs> yeah. these back rooms, you know, and it's all very secretive. And then yeah, so we would drive hours for five minutes. Wow. wow. Yeah, it was crazy, but yeah, moving New York does. Eight, ten shows a night. So right, you just kind of take your pick of where you want to go. Exactly. How often uh, do you do comedy? Every night or every night? Every yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you're out, um, you know, doing all these shows that you're like, uh, you were just on Stephen Colbert. What, like two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah. How was that? Was that the first time that you'd done it? Yeah, I've done Conan four times. So this was cool. That's in L.A. This was like a New York show, Ed wow. Sullivan Theater, Midtown. You know, so that was great. Uh, Colbert was super nice. I got a free suit. What? Uh, yeah, you look very suit? fancy. Thank, thank you. I never. I'm a very casual guy. I felt weird in the suit, but Penguin, you know, Penguin, the little <laughs> uh, brand. Yeah, they, uh, they saw. They're like, we see you're going to be on TV. We're looking. At, we saw the listings. Will you wear our suit and we'll give it to you? And I said, sure. <laughs> wow. And I, I went and picked up the suit, and it was something I would never wear or ever buy. It was, you know, yeah. Was, thousand dollars or whatever it was like baby blue and uh <laughs> yeah i threw it on i felt like a million bucks and i felt cool i felt like oh my parents will enjoy this they right. don't really care about comedy but they're like he's in a suit he's Look on at cbs Look hey at dressed up yeah. he's doing something finally i don't yeah. mean to lump all like uh, new york comedians together but are you friends with mike kaplan of course okay i, yeah. I was just texting with him yesterday oh, wow. but your tuxedo story reminded me of his when he borrowed oh, the magician's right. uh, the magician's suit yeah was, i think uh, it was on conan i think it was on no it no. was it might have been conan but he oh, had no. the same like powder yeah. blue kind yeah, of yeah because yeah, that he borrowed from his magician friend and had all like those weird pockets and things that he could yeah. hide things in yeah I think that's on his album cover is that it, yeah, that's might the be. one yeah yep that's the one but your suit kind of reminded me of that I liked oh, okay. it well, it's thank a very you. classy one it was it's very mad many rat packy <laughs> yeah well how do you pick the set that you're going to do you know like you said how you've been done Conan four times and that's in LA and then you're going to New York and doing Stephen Colbert how do you pick the specific set that you're going to do for those particular shows well uh, obviously Conan you can be a little looser it's cable mm-hmm. yeah. so you can talk about race or gay stuff or sex um, but Colbert CBS it was just I was lucky to get. I got a menopause joke on. <laughs> I got a joke about you did. douchebags on, like the actual douchebag, not the person, but the actual thing. And they were like, "You're pushing it already." Uh, luckily, I was friends with the Booker, so I think that helped. <laughs> but uh, so, do you yeah. have to clear your set? I assume you got to clear. Yeah, you, you send them a bunch of stuff. You do five minutes on TV, so you send uh-huh. them about ten, twelve minutes, and they kind of dice it up, and they go, "This, not that. We'll take this. We'll work on that." And then you got to run it again, then shoot another tape, send that, then another tape, then they tweak it. It just—it's a whole process. Wow. All yeah. for the five minutes. All for the five minutes, and it's over like that, you know? Wow, I bet, yeah. just in a flash. It's a flash. You build it up, you build it, you get nervous, you got the suit on, you're pacing backstage, <laughs> you've been running it for a month, and then you go out there, 
five minutes, it's all over. Then you're out on Broadway at 4 p.m. going, now what? (laughs) (laughs) Does he just come over and shake your hand? Because it cuts. Because I couldn't tell what happened after. Because as soon as, you know, the applause is happening. Right. Then it cuts. And then I'm like, what happened after that? He comes over, shakes shakes your hand. hand. That's a great moment. You know, you're like, it's all done. It's all, this is all the spoils, you know. And he shakes your hand. And I went, big fan. He he goes, I'm a big fan now. And that was it. And then (laughs) then they kick you. (laughs) Then they kick you out. Before you know it, you're on, you know, back on the street. You're wearing your $1,000 suit. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, I swear, something awesome just happened. Exactly. Yeah, no one believes you. And then it comes out later, and then you get all the love. That's one of the fun parts, too. So people rag on social media, but when you do a Colbert or Conan, it's just love, love, love. Oh, yeah. It's kind of nice. Well, and I do like speaking of social media. You do. Um, I like the way that you use Twitter because it almost seems like you're um, like use it to like work out jokes a little yeah, bit. Yeah, totally. Instead of just like oh, you know, the plight of existence and right. Oh my god. And yep. yeah, and like complaining about things or pictures of food or something. Oh, pictures oh, of yeah. food. Those are the worst. Nobody wants yeah. to see anybody's. I know, food. and that's why I can't do Snapchat. I. I don't get it. I, I don't can't get do it, it because either. I don't yeah. understand it. I know. I feel like an old man with a jitterbug, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm clueless. But with the big buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh. exactly. And I get the whole dick pic thing that I get, right. or mm-hmm. like boob pics. Okay, yeah. great. I get it. Goes away. That's but classic. Like, yeah, I understand that. I have. I, do you get a lot of boob pics? Oh yeah. Really? I didn't realize that there was a reverse like dick pic thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, pic, yeah, boob pics happen. Do, like vagina pictures. Vagina just, stuff every okay. now and then if the girl's you know cool enough. Um, <laughs> Mark thinks you're cool if you send yeah. pictures of your vaginas, ladies. Please. Mark Norman on Snapchat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you still have it, even though you don't know how I, to use it. I have it. it. I just wait for the pictures. I don't send anything out. But I just maybe it's the low self esteem or the low self worth. But I can't imagine. Anyone caring about me putting a dog face filter and then sending right. that out of the world? I can't imagine people being like, yeah. how cool is it? Like, I, oh my God, have you seen this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 if I ever film one of those, which I'll never do, I would just be like, all right, let's delete that. Why you would anyone give a shit? The yeah. only thing I've seen is like every woman that I know who has Snapchat has that little fairy filter. Yeah. Or it has like the yellow butterflies that like makes them look all like glowy and fairy. I'm like, yeah. all, like you all have the exact same filter on. Like, I, you're is not Is that like the new anybody. duck face? Like, mm. is that what that is? Maybe like somebody's got to do that. There are a you know, lot of them. Like every day, I'll look and there'll be like a new one. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. Yes. You're not a magical fairy princess. Right. You know you're 45. Don't yeah. don't do that. <laughs> and why do you think anyone would care? Yeah. I that's a, no. I totally. That's a valid concern. I just I don't get it. Like I get Instagram is for. <laughs> Looking at pictures of food. you know, I didn't really care about you before, but now that I see this yeah. fairy picture, I'm, I see you in a whole <laughs> new light. Yeah, exactly, this has right. uh, really changed things for me. Yeah, maybe uh, I'm overthinking it. I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think. I you don't are. know. <laughs> well, uh, you also have uh, your podcast too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pod's going well. Yeah, and it's called "We're All Friends" here. Well. Actually, okay. What is it? Is I was trying to find it, and I couldn't. The good quite thing about podcasts is we can cut this out. If All right, so no, no, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I, I have, I'm such a douche. I got to update my bio. So I had a podcast called We're All Friends Here, and it kind of went to the wayside. And now I have a new hit podcast called Tuesdays with Stories. Tuesdays with Stories. I yeah. like a good pun. Yeah, I do it with it a says guy. Fun Employment Radio. There you oh, go. Huh? Yeah. Pun. Huh? Pun gun. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I do it with a guy named Joe Listen, and he's on the road with Louis C.K. right now in Europe. Very cool. Nice. Wow. Yeah. And so we, we just, he goes out. I open for Amy Schumer on the road. We're doing a Europe tour. So like, I'm, I'm here. I am do this. I do that. I bang this gal. I do this. <laughs> and uh, we meet up back on a Monday, and we tell each other all our stories, and that's the pod. That's awesome. <laughs> I yeah. like it. So you get a little behind the scenes. Exactly, yeah. And we talk about Colbert. We talk about, uh, you know, Conan, whatever we're doing in the, in the world. So where can people find that? Is it on the iTunes? iTunes, SoundCloud, the whole nine. So TuesdaysWithStories.com. There you go. It's right there. All right. And you should listen to it because podcasts are amazing, and you know this because you're They're listening the best. to one. Yes. Yes, yes indeed. All right, well, Mark, you're going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight oh, at yeah. 7.30 and 10. Uh, helium is the best place to be because, you know, it's going to be like 104 degrees today. Yeah, and it is air-conditioned, and it has amazing uh, good pours. There's, there's a good hand on, oh, the, yeah. on the cocktails. Good food. Good food. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. and comedy. And you yes. can totally send Mark Norman pictures of your breasts and or vagina and or a penis. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just send them all yeah, in all his way. Yeah. Take anything. Yeah. He'll, take yeah. a, he'll take a peek, see what he likes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> stump. See if you have a stump, I'll yeah. take it. Show him your stump. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Throw some fairy glitter on there and you're pretty much set. Yeah. And uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing an hour special for Comedy Central in October. So this is the, f- you're seeing it live. I'm running it. I'm just running <laughs> the hour special all weekend. So Are you going to do the, you should totally do the dog, are you going to do the dog Snapchat thing? Uh, maybe I will. I haven't thought I I like that because I yeah. did see. I, I will not lie. I did 
I because I like to do research and I yeah. did see that on your Twitter thing and that did make me laugh. Okay, it maybe did. there's something. I don't there. know because there is something like for people who don't quite get it because right. I don't yeah. think we're alone if three of us no. don't know how to work it. I, Nick from Helium, who's super cool, probably knows how to work. Yeah, it. Nick's probably a Snapchat. He's bro. probably a Snapchatter. I can yeah, see that. he's yeah. a very hip gay. He is. <laughs> <laughs> Joking, Nick. We love you. Not gay. He doesn't think you're hip. No. (laughs) (laughs) And you just lost your ride back. Oh, damn. All right, so follow Mark uh, on Twitter at Mark Norm. Yes. Mark Norm on Twitter. Mark Normand on everything else. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Got it. And uh, yeah, get your tickets. Heliumcomedy.com. Go see him tonight. Air conditioned. And tomorrow. Hilarious. Four shows. Yep. 7.30, 10 o'clock. Get all of them. Awesome. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. There we go. Mark Normand going to be at Helium Comedy Club. Awesome. Uh, tonight and tomorrow. Which is so strange because I don't think I've ever met him before, but we're friends on Facebook. And I don't You've even know. You've been obsessing over this fact I just yesterday. don't know. I don't know. I'm not yeah. friends. I don't randomly friend people. Like, I have no idea how it came about. So he must have asked me at some point. I saw that we've been friends since 2013. Uh-huh. No clue. It's got to be from a Bridgetown Comedy we've Festival never, I've thing. never met him, though. I don't well, think, if like, you're friends with him, you clearly met him at some point, probably. I mean, if it was 2013, it was probably, I mean, it was probably town. a Bridgetown thing. Yeah, it's just odd. I just have never seen his face. I don't know what year don't that was. The year Kamau was here, that t- 2014. I think that was 2014. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. That's nah, the only thing. It's well, there the we go. Great the, 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 the great ages. mysteries of the ages mm. here on Fun Employment Radio. It, it is. It is kind it's, of. It's baffling. It will baffle people. Scientists will <laughs> study this. Uh, you know, Facebook historians will scour records trying to figure out the the epicenter of this and how it all happened. But we'll never. We'll never really know. All right. Are you done talking yet? Over the ages, <laughs> books will be written. Shut up. Whole religions may spring up over the mystery of how that formation started. Hello, my friends. When other no, creatures no, reach our no. world and find the ruins and the wreckage of what we've done to this earth. Hello, my eventually, friends. Eventually, they will stumble upon the mystery that is how did Mark Norman and Sarah Dillon become friends on Facebook? When they've seemingly never met. Or did they in another time, another place? Perhaps another dimension. Perhaps no, this was, is evidence I'm, I'm pretty of a sure. Med- perhaps this is evidence of a meddling time traveler. I'm pretty sure did like he know. didn't even remember my first name when he was here. So I, think, I don't think that. But he had to have asked me, so I just don't know how it, how it happened. Much like people remember the Berenstein Bears different than the Berenstain Bears. Oh, yeah, the Mandela effect. We could have some kind of a crossover effect here. Maybe in another world, you and Mark Norman are best friends. But forever. But something happened in 2013, and right after that happened, boom! It clicked, and one of you crossed over to the other side, or maybe you both did, and now you don't remember. Yet still, you remain friends we share on this Facebook. Friendship. Yeah. Because previous to that, previous this to the crossover, mm-hmm. you know, it's down there deep somewhere, a meddling time traveler screwed you the up. The meddling a bit. time traveler took away our friendship. I think the meddling wow. time traveler. Yeah, Mark Norman's and I used to be really close until that been. meddling time. In that traveler. other world, you are in another world. You and Mark are meeting right now, and you're looking at your Facebook like, "Wait a minute, why aren't we friends on Facebook? We've been friends for years. We've been the best. We've been friends, friends since Bridgetown in 2013. Yeah, how, what happened to our? I thought we were friends on Facebook. And then another world, you were going like, yeah, I swear we were. Like, did you delete me? No. Did you delete me? And now that friendship's broken up because each is accusing the other of unfriending on Facebook. Meanwhile, you're here in this one where at least you're friends. You just don't remember how. I think you got the better better route out of the two different worlds you could have been in because of the meddling time traveler. Screwed over the other world. You're all right. Friendship was ruined on the other one. Friendship just started here. Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. This headline makes me laugh every time I read it. It's so silly. All right, Greg, I want you to be on the lookout because there's a new trend that's happening if you're around any monkeys. (laughs) Well, okay. The headline reads, monkeys are now beginning to steal human hair to floss their teeth with. (laughs) Monkeys are jumping on people's heads to steal their hair to floss their teeth. What? What is happening? Which, by the way, that's something I totally... In a pinch, I flossed my teeth with my hair. 
If you have to, you have to. You have to, right? That's something everything does. Well, now, I think everybody does, or maybe it's just the two of yeah, us. It's not we... something anybody should admit to. Why? What's wrong with it? Your hair's clean. Oh, it's wrong. Why is it wrong? Yeah, it's just, there. just is. In a pinch, if you have something stuck in your teeth, you pull out a hair. Sure, and you, you do what it. you have to do, but you, you do don't tell other people. You do what you have all right, well, yeah, so monkeys have, uh, over the years, been observed cleaning their teeth with coconut fibers, mm-hmm. or twigs, perhaps. Okay. But a traveling troop of macaques who live near a Buddhist shrine in Thailand have found a much better alternative. Human hair. So people will come to visit the temple, to which these monkeys, the macaques, uh, reside Do they have short of- hair or something? Why don't they use their own hair? Well, it's monkey hair. It's shorter. Like, you can't floss with a monkey hair. Oh, they do have short hair. Yeah, macaques. They're short-haired macaques. I, are you sure you're saying that right? Yes, I know because it was a bit on on the Rick Emerson show. Macaque. Macaque. Told you. Okay. Right. Years ago, and we fought about the pronunciation. I've always remembered. Anyway, okay. so short-haired macaques are jumping on the heads of humans who are visiting the temple, taking their hairs and flossing with them keeping those teeth nice and clean. Uh, so the human hairs are serving their dental hygiene needs, so it's good to know that there are nice, clean-teethed monkeys who will jump on your head if you go to visit shrine temples in Thailand. All right. Monkeys are stealing human hair to floss their teeth with. Next up, all right, if you think you've had some bad friends, this guy is pretty, pretty goddamn terrible. So I read this story. So this is out of uh, Newcastle. So a best man has been arrested and is now serving 20 months in prison. Now, this is the best man of, you know, like a groom's, a groom's best, best man, man okay. best friend. All right. A best man is now in jail for 20 months after swindling a groom who was his best friend, along with 16 of his other friends, out of over 8,000 pounds after collecting their money and then failing to book flights for a stag party and lying about having terminal cancer. Whoa. This guy stole money from all of his friends, then didn't book the trip, lied about having cancer, and is now serving 20 months in prison. So if you think you have bad friends, this guy's kind of a shit. Uh, So this guy's name is Martin Galvin, 30 years young. He was sentenced and ordered to repay the stolen funds, which totaled over 8,000 pounds, which is a lot of money. So the stag party... Yeah, that's a hell of a party they were going to have. So I mean, it's 16, but still... 500 pounds a piece. They were flying somewhere? Is that what you... S- yeah, so they were going to fly to Prague. What is that like? For the stag 750 party. bucks? Okay, I guess if you're flying. Yeah. Still, that'd be a fun party. Uh, so they only realized that the money had been stolen and the trip had not been booked when all 17 of them arrived at the airport oh. only to find out that they had no flight or accommodations reserved whatsoever. Wait, they just trusted this guy to show up with the... They trust... The groom trusted his best man. Yeah, okay. The best man at his wedding. Fair enough. To get all of the stuff together. That he had organized it, and they showed up the airport ready to go. So, oh. uh, so the guy, the guy who stole the best man who stole the money, was also at the airport, and he tried. He said that he was blaming the travel agents for di- for doing the wrong day. Wait, like, he showed up still? Yeah, like he was trying to like. That's like sociopathic when he's showing up. He's like, oh no, they booked the wrong date, probably. Like even though he has all of their money and didn't book anything. So the groom had asked Galvin, his closest friend, to be his best man at his wedding before he had even proposed to his future wife. So uh, Galvin uh, was constantly distracting him from wedding plans with problems about payments uh, for the stag party. So uh, so he was. Uh, so the groom kept asking the best man like how it was going, and he's like, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine. I'm going to get taken care of. I'm getting taken care of." Then when he couldn't push it off anymore, that's when the guy said that he had cancer. Oh. Yes. What, what, what does that have to do with... When he said that he had cancer, it was absolutely de- devastated for him and his family. I offered to take over organizing the stag party, but he insisted, stating that a group a groom should never have to organize his own stag party. Oh, so he tried to get a little sympathy to ease him, back yep. him off he a little said, bit. He said, how could I not feel guilty? I felt like I had put too much pressure on him to get it done. Oh, my God. So this, what a, what a dick. Not only did he that's, steal all the money, he convinced the guy... Yeah, he convinced the guy that because of the stress, he was getting bowel cancer. All right. I've I've got a story here. I, I won't okay. interrupt you until you're done. But no, well, this is the this is basically the end of it. Okay. So um yeah, so he screwed over everybody, and uh, he's never and the groom has never seen him since. And this guy's now serving 20 months in jail. I kid you not, this actually did happen to me when I was um, I was living in a house with uh, one roommate who was a really good friend, and uh-huh. and then uh, her brother and her brother moved, 
And so we moved in one of my roommate's friends. My, my, my good friends, you know, friends moved in. Mm-hmm. And this girl, from the second that she moved in, we'll just call this new girl um, uh, Sally. 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 Sally moved in, and I didn't really know her very well, but she had this dog who was just like a terror and would, like, eat everybody's food and, like, tear up the carpet and it, just just a little monster and, like, destroyed the carpet in the room she was renting. Mm-hmm. Just, like, dug through it. And um, as it turns out, I wasn't the one collecting the rent. It was my other friend who was doing that. Wasn't paying rent. And eventually, they had to... They, they got her to move, mm-hmm. to move out. But she still owed a bunch of money. And these two were good friends. Well, Sally told my friend... That she had a heart problem and she had to have surgery and that's why she couldn't pay any rent and she was really upset about it. And then my friend was really upset because this was one of her good friends, like has to have heart surgery and it's like some major issue and there's like crying involved. A couple months go by, she doesn't hear from her, finds out, nope, there was no heart issue. She made that up so she didn't have to pay the rent. That's awful. And uh, that's legitimately, that's what happened. Uh, my friend found her and punched her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> These are two girls. She went and, she went and found her. Uh, yeah, my, my friend is not somebody to fuck with. And she was like, fuck that. Like, she made me cry over this and not, and she didn't pay that's me money. awful. Yeah. Though she well, there she those... found her, punched her in the face, and then walked off. Good for her. Yeah, yeah she's pretty badass. Well, there are those, like, cancer baiters where people do that. Yeah. Where they totally, I just don't understand I mean, I guess I can't understand because I don't, I'm not wired that way, but I mean, yeah. it just, it makes no sense why yeah. you would do that. Look. No, I, I don't either. I mean, it's just some, I don't know. I don't know why you would do that either. I mean, there, you just, some people are just wired to, to terribly wired. Mm. I really can't explain it. I have no idea. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I'm going to go to, all right. Oh, I do have an update from a story that I had uh, a few months, a couple months back last month. There it is. Um, but they didn't identify this person, but the story was funny. So, But now they have identified her, so that's why I'm going to bring it back up again. So a woman who has now been identified as 46-year-old Trisha Ann Quartz has finally been arrested after drop-kicking a cake that she had ordered for her 7-year-old's birthday. Remember this? Mm-hmm. The, uh, while shouting yeah. expletives, but was able to run out of the store before they were able to identify who she was. Oh, they tracked her down. They tracked her down. Oh, good. Yes, so they have since been able to leak her, or link, excuse me, link her to the assault on the ice cream shop employee. So this happened, um, so they told, uh, so the employee told Royal Oak Police that the woman reached over the counter after she had finished making her the cake and slapped her in the head because the store was out of her desired flavor. After the assault, the customer quickly fled the business before she could be identified after drop kicking the cake. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they were finally able to identify the woman. She's 46 years old, old enough to know better. Uh, she turned herself into police and uh, yesterday and was booked, arraigned, and released on a $1,000 bond. So she's scheduled to return to court on September 12th. This is my favorite sentence of the entire story. A call to the phone number linked to Cortez was answered by a person who claimed to be unable to speak English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I, I am sorry. I do not speak do not English. Speak English. Uh, just drop kicking a cake. Drop kicking a cake. So there we have a 46 year old. And finally, my favorite story of the day. Well, besides the monkey. Imagine flossing. what else she's done. She's 46 years old. That's not the first time That's she's done That's the thing that she was fit. caught for. Yeah. That was the thing she was caught for. Oh, you know, there's something There's something between like zero and drop kicking a cake and, ha- and slapping an employee on the side of I'm the head. I'm going to guess something else has happened. Yeah, she looks like trouble. What's her name? Um, what is, well, let me find her again. Her name is Trisha. T-R-I-C-I-A Ann Cortez K-O-R-T-E-S T-E-S Cortez Cortez I don't know I think it's Cortez Oh yeah yeah. Oh boy That's, That's a crazy eye. That's the type That is some Crazy old white lady Oh yeah Alright and do I have one more story This is my favorite one I guess they're all my favorites today But this is my favoritest Favoritest one A German man has been accused of attacking another German man's car with a giant sausage. (laughs) You know, we love our sausage stories. Well, a 49-year-old man allegedly is in trouble after throwing a 30-centimeter-long sausage at a BMW when the BMW driver uh, performed an inconsiderate parking maneuver. 
is what it's called. Now I have to just picture that Germans all have like sausages in their pockets yeah. <laughs> ready to, oh, that's my pocket sausage. Well, that sounds... Uh, officers and I don't even know. There's German words are weird. Nurbrandenburg. Realize that's a, that's a almost a foot long sausage. Yeah, it's a big sausage. That's uh, a big we're sausage. called out uh, on last Saturday at around 7 p.m. after complaints of insults and threats between the two men were causing a disturbance around the cars. Now they had become embroiled in such a heated argument that the sausage wielding German struck the car with his only weapon, his sausage which was so large it caused a dent in the other man's car. Caused a dent? How it's a solid What's the girth of this sausage? I mean, sausages can be pretty it's girthy. Like a summer sausage? Could be, it doesn't say it just summer says a German sausage. Big. Well, regular sausage can be pr- sausages can be pretty dense too. Oh, I know nibbler is German. But yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, now the incident is being investigated by police and both men have been charged. Uh, so let's see. So, yeah, so they showed up because both of them were disturbing the peace. And they did arrest the 49-year-old for throwing the sausage against the vehicle and damaging the property. Mine sausage. They're, <laughs> they're both. So uh, police are pursuing charges of verbal ab- abuse against both men. And yes, and the sausage throwing guy is being investigated for damage to personal property. Wow. So there you have it. That's actually a true story in Germany of two men getting into a fight and one of them literally threw a German sausage. Sausage crimes. The other person. Sausage crimes in German. Mein Wurst. That's what that's what it is. Wurst is a uh, sausage in German. That might be Mein Wurst. World of crazy. I'll try and drown him out. Mein Wurst. Stop saying that. Jesus. I know a little bit of German. No, you don't. Was für Fisch haben Sie? Ist es nicht ganz das Wasser gemütet? Sounds like you're speaking backwards. Mein Wurst. Mein Wurst. Mein Wurst. Oh, that's Meine what you're doing Wurst. over there. You're over there looking up German words, pretending that Meine you can speak Wurst. it. Meine Wurst. No, I, wait, I've got to do just a quick ball talk. Oh. Uh, Sarah's, Sarah's warm, so now she's getting a little cantankerous. She Greg. gets a little. You'll notice at the end of the shows, sometimes if Sarah either has to use the restroom or if she's too hot, she gets a little snippy. Oh, whoops, that's mine again. I'm not getting snippy, I'm getting just... Meine Wurst! <laughs> oh, my God. It's getting discombobulated because it's getting I'm starting to heat up. Yep. Really heating to the core uh-huh. over here. Yep. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Oh. Mine first. Stop <laughs> saying that. Oh my god. I think that is the most irritating thing that's ever come out of your face. Oh my god. It's so awful. <laughs> I just picture a German guy in Lederos and all, all messed up. I'll just, oh, it's all rattled. Mein Wurst. Stop saying, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is the most He's got the little hat thing. on and like a little beard and his arms are shaking in the air. His fists are in the air. Mein Wurst. <laughs> oh, my God, Greg. I like after all these years I didn't think you could still like like the most irritating thing to come out of your mouth was yet to come. I did not know that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. First step in Greg finds himself hilarious in case anyone's wondering. Oh, he's he's ticked off. All right. First up. Okay, if you're in the live chat, exactly. What John just posted, that's that's what I'm picturing. Mind vest! Alright. Uh, gotta focus, gotta focus. Okay. The Olympics are happening, Sarah. The you didn't Olympics. Say your ball talk oh, I already said it. No, you didn't. No, you've been screaming about. <laughs> I'm correct, Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. <laughs> Alright. In the Olympics are happening. I don't know if you're aware of this. The Olympic Games, they happen Whoa, once. whoa, whoa, whoa. The Olympic Games the are happening? Summer Games happen every four years, and then every two years in between there are the Winter Games. So doesn't that mean that the Winter Games happen every four years, too? Yes, but they're two years offset from the Summer Games. Okay, so each of them happen every Didn't four years. Didn't used to be that way. They used to all happen in the same the same year. I think that changed in like 88 or 92 or something. Because I remember them, yeah, because during our lifetime. Yeah, it was like 92. I think Barcelona may have been the last one. just trying to make things up. No, it wasn't Barcelona. It was Barcelona Barcelona and then Lillehammer was 94. Oh, that was a good TV show. I wonder whatever happened to that. It didn't get renewed again. Oh, okay. Yep. I liked it. It's done. Um, But 
the big scandal, the overriding thing that's happening right now, I'll just give another update on this, is Ryan Lochte and his gang of morons the from the U.S. swim team. I feel like they're like bad boys, like like snapping. Oh, they're not bad boys. They're just idiots. They're like moronic, like it's a moronic like swimming gang. Yeah, they're just drunk morons uh, who made the U.S. look amazing. Yeah, we're not getting mocked enough. Thanks, thanks, buddies. No, yeah, thanks, assholes. Thanks for uh, contributing to the stigma and the general feeling about Americans being like privileged we were doing, assholes. We were doing okay for a couple years there, and well, now it's back. I don't to, know. They just what these guys have done is just confirmed everything for everyone else. So it's no, no. I'm saying like America wasn't the laughing stock for like a couple years, and yeah. now it's back. Like it was kind of nice. Yeah. A few years back, where like we weren't like the laughing stock of the entire world. Yeah. And now yeah. we're back. Yeah. So anyway, what these guys did is, uh, you can read the whole story. I won't. I won't go through the whole thing. Anyway, they lied about getting robbed at gunpoint, saying that uh, yeah they got pulled over and they got robbed at gunpoint in Rio while they were out coming back to the village. Turns out all that was a lie. What happened is they. Went to a shell station on the way back. They were wasted, peed on the side of the building, broke down the bathroom door, got into a scuffle with the security guard, and then gave the gave the security guard and the manager money for the door and left. And then they went back and lied. So if it, it had just been that, that's bad enough. I mean, that's you guys are fucking assholes, and you you know that's that's a that's an asshole move. Breaking down a door and peeing on somebody's building. Yeah. Um, and getting into a scuffle with a security guard. That's bad enough as it is, but the really the worst part is the coming back and lying and saying that you got mugged. Yeah, that's pretty awful. That's pretty bad. And uh, Brazil is taking it quite seriously. Yeah. So two of the guys who hadn't given statements saying that they were robbed, they were allowed to leave. They, they gave their statement. They were allowed to leave, and I don't think they're going to have to pay anything, as far as I know, because they didn't file a false report. Mm-hmm. Ryan Lochte, they want him, but he's already back in the U.S., so he was gone before they... He, and he, he is never going to Brazil ever He will again. never be going to Brazil again. Mm-hmm. The other guy is stuck there, and he just had to pay ten grand um, for a... The guy, did he lie? Yeah. Was he able to lie? Okay. He was one of the guys who was able to went get out? the story. Yeah, I mean, they're not going to jail him forever over this. I mean, it's not that, but they want to make a point. Because Brazil, I mean, that was a worldwide story. You know, one of the top swimmers at the Olympics robbed at gunpoint. I mean, that's terrible for Brazilian tourism. It's a, the worst publicity they could possibly want. Oh, and then yeah. it turns out this guy lied about it. So they're pissed. And rightfully so. So, yeah, he's going to have to pay ten grand. Uh, Ryan Lochte has kind of issued an apology. There's still more coming out about this. But, yeah, it's um, just assholes. Yeah. Like, seriously, you guys. Making us look... You're embarrassing. You're embarrassing us. And there's so many good stories from the Olympics, too. And that should not... They should not be overshadowing that. We have to remember that. There's so many positive stories. I mean, Michael Phelps, Kelly Ledecky, uh, Simone, uh, now I'm blanking on her name, the, the gymnast. This one, there's a lot of really good stories. Mm. And these assholes are overshadowing their teammates. That sucks. Yeah. Ryan Lochte, douchebag. Also, he's 32 years old. He's not, it's not like he's 19. Oh, I thought he was like... No. He's 32. Oh, yeah. That's old enough to know better. Old enough to know better and old enough to know... Not, I mean, it's, everybody makes mistakes, but it's... Again, it's the lying part that that's the really bad part. Anyway, there we go. Leave it to that. Jackasses. Uh, but moving on to ball talk, uh, Usain Bolt is going to compete today. Usain Bolt is awesome. Uh-huh. No, he's really rad. Uh, world's fastest man. Th- three three Olympics in a row. He's the first person, I believe, to have ever done that. Th- win the 100 and the 200 meter. Three Olympics in a row. And now he could go for his other one. He's also been the winner of the 4x100 relay with his Jamaican teammates. And oh, wow. that is today, I think at like 3.30 Pacific time, something like that, where he goes for it and he will have the triple-triple. Nobody's ever done that. A triple-triple. A triple-triple. Usain Bolt. That's awesome. He says he's not going to run anymore after this, so if you get a chance to watch him or even watch the replays, just watch him. There's there's not an athlete. like yeah. I mean, it's, it's him and Michael Phelps are like the Michael Jordans of their sport. I mean, there's just there's nobody that's ever been as good as them. Yeah. So there you go. All right. I'll leave it at that. Olympics conclude this weekend. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Oh, they're all over. God. (laughs) Damn it.
What? All right. Uh. There we go. Excellent. Hmm. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Sarah gets crabby in the heat. I get crazy. Crabby crazy in the morning. Hey, everybody. It's yeah. crabby in the crazy. Sarah, how are you feeling today? <laughs> oh, it's just... Sounds like sweet. somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> yep. Guess what, Greg? What? It's hot, and I'm hungry. Are you not hungry, Greg? I am not hungry at all. Yeah, you're not hungry at all, huh? I am not. Can you just not see how people can eat in this heat because you're just, like, not hungry? I mean, each their own, I guess. Ugh. Mine first! All right. So, like I said, send us an email. Radio at gmail.com. Um, be sure to share our show if you so feel and choose to do so. You can do that on Twitter. We are at FunEmp Radio. On Facebook, we are Fun Employment Radio. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher. If you can leave us a rating, like if you listen on any kind of a podcatcher app, take that second just to give us like the star ratings in the in the quick review because that means it shows up more so other people can find our show and we can continue to do this for everybody because we love doing it. Uh, big thank you to Mark Norman who is on the show. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club. Oh, I think he liked us. <laughs> I, I think so. Did you have a reason to think that he did not? No, no. I just, I, you know, he was... I just couldn't tell, but I, I think that we won him over with our charm and intellect. I I don't think there was ever any worry about it um, myself, but I wasn't worried. Now you're full of self doubt. That's something else that happens there. Very warm. All right, thanks so much, everybody. Have a great weekend. We will be back on Monday with more Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Thanks, friends. Love you all. Bye. Mind vest. Jesus. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.